Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another episode, Open Stride podcast episode. Before we go any further, I need you to like, follow, share, subscribe, wherever you're listening on. Like, follow, share, subscribe, let a friend know, let a family member know, let somebody know. And especially if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. So we're going to jump right into this episode. And this is another episode of the NFL preview for the upcoming season. This conference we're doing today is going to be the AFC East. Tom Brady's old stomping ground. We got a new sheriff in town. His name is Josh Allen. And we're going to get all into that and then the whole predictions what we think for the AFC East. Um, I actually got a couple of surprise teams coming out the AFC East, and we're going to get all into that. Before we do that, I got to introduce my guest today that's going to help me talk about the AFC East and break it down, my man. Ethan. Ethan came on with us before, man. We talked NFL before. I love, um, I love Aaron Rodgers and a couple more things. And he's back again for another NFL edition. And I'm glad to have him, man. Ethan, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I really appreciate coming back on and ready to get at it, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, I, I appreciate you coming back on, man. You, know, you were very knowledgeable last time you came, so I'm expecting you to spread the gospel again and let these people know what's going on this upcoming season, all right? I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> all right, so, y'all, I'm a, just how we going to do it. Just like the previous episodes, we're going to break it down from division and um, each team from bottom to top. And the, the team I think is going to do the worst in the um, AFC East, I think it should come at no surprise, but they have some inter- in, interesting pieces going on. It's going to be the New York Jets. So I got the Jets actually having a horrible season, finishing the season at 3-14. and 3-14, and 14, and I actually have them having one of the worst records in the NFL overall. I, I believe I had them with the worst record in the NFL overall. So that's why I have them right now. Uh. Big move they made this offseason. Of course, the biggest move was them picking up uh, Zach Wilson as quarterback. They moved off Sam Donald. They brought in Zach. Um, Zach was kind of the it kid, the wonder boy going into the draft. Not many people knew about him going into the um, college football season, but towards the end of it, he became like the it kid, especially after the uh, after the season ended. Like his training camp videos and pro days videos were going viral every Every other day, his throws that he was making, everybody was just talking about he was the uh, second-best quarterback in the whole um, NFL, going into the NFL, this whole college draft class. So he ended up going second overall to the New York Jets right after Trevor Lawrence. And right after him, of course, everybody knows Trey Lance went. So um, a lot of people were surprised, though, that he kind of leapfrogged Justin Fields in the draft. A lot of people thought Justin Fields was guaranteed the number, the number two quarterback in the draft. Zach Wilson did enough to win a lot of people over, and he leapfrogged everybody and went second overall to the New York Jets. So that's the biggest acquisition they made. Uh, but some of the other moves they made throughout the season is they got a new head coach, Coach Robert. He's coming in. He's going to be a first-year head coach. He was the former defensive coordinator for the 49ers uh, this past season. And the 49ers, they usually keep a good defense. They have some transcending talent, mainly uh, Nick Bosa on their defensive side. And they had uh, – I mean, he's not transcending anymore, but he was at one point at um, Richard Sherman. Um, but, yeah, they, they they pick up him, and they, they bought in a new wide receiver, uh, Corey Davis. He's supposed to be their number one now. He had a, a breakout season for the Tennessee Titans last year. Uh, so they're going to see how he does. That's the number one, that true number one option now that he's going to uh, the AFC East. And that's mainly it. Um, I know they got – I know Quinton Williams is a D-tackle. He was on, a, like, the trade block last year. He actually had a pretty good season last year, in my opinion, but he was on a trade block. Usually when you have a player that's good like that, 
that's on a trade block. They want to move him just so they can get more pieces for them while he's still good. So I don't think I don't think they were trying to move him because he wasn't any good anymore. I think it was just uh, they 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 seen him as a good piece and they wanted to move him to get more pieces for him so they can start a rebuild. So we're going to see how they go with him. And they kind of still going to contract negotiation with Marcus May, that strong safety. Um, um, he stepped in after Jamal Adams got traded to be that strong safety. And I mean, actually, he became after a pretty good player. So hopefully they get that under wraps with him. But um, before I go into any more about this organization, about this team, I, Ethan, I just want to say, um, what do you think about the New York Jets? You know, uh, I'm kind of on the same boat, you know, I'm pretty sure me and everyone else who watches football doesn't expect this team to win a lot of games. I got them going three and 14. Uh, at most, I can see them get five wins on the year simply because that new head coach, that 49ers defense brought them to the Super Bowl two years ago. And Robert Sala is a great defensive mind. And the defensive pieces aren't bad at all. But that de- those that defense is going to be the reason they win those three games. And the offense is in question if whether they get through other couple wins. But yeah, they're definitely at the bottom of this division. Um, but defensive wise, they brought in Sheldon Rankings, former tackle for the uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, to be that kind of run stuffer up front. I think that was a great addition for them and a great addition because, you know, they had Solomon Thomas in San Francisco. So Sala's got that, Robert Sala's got that same piece here in New York. Uh, Marcus May. And uh, I think he's completely overlooked in the league because, you know, he plays for the Jets and nobody watches the Jets and the Jets suck. Marcus May has top 10 safety potential. I said that going through last year, and I I agree with it coming into this year. He has potential to be a top 10 safety in this league. You know, he's got green zone coverage. He can get up there, stop the run when it's needed to be. Uh, Just a great all-around safety. Uh, Obviously, that's – and then, of course, like you say, Quentin Williams, but – you know, three people don't make a defense, obviously. Um, another piece they brought in, Tevin Coleman, former Falcons running back. He may not play for them last year, but uh, they signed him. And for the past couple of years, they've really been looking for that true number one running back. They brought in Le'Veon a couple of years ago, and he was not anywhere near expectations of what people thought he was going to be. But, yeah, just – Tevin's got the chance to be that number one running back out there, maybe get a 1,000, 1,200-yard season. Uh, And as far as Zach Wilson goes, yeah, I definitely think it was a mistake to take him at number two. Um, I would have took Trey Lance, Justin Fields, uh, hell, probably Mac Jones over him. And a big part of that is his size. I think he's like 5'9 or 5'10. And I know the stigma – around, you know, short quarterbacks was broken by Kyler Murray. But Zach Wilson has nowhere the near running ability that Kyler Murray has. And maybe, which it's not proven in the NFL, but maybe the same type of arm talent. But I just don't think Zach Wilson was the guy to take at number two. I think you either should have traded back, maybe got another first rounder and taken another defensive piece because you're bringing in a defensive head coach. But, yeah, I think Zach Wilson's – was a mistake them taking them there. Uh, it's it's going to go the same way down as Sam Darnold. Except for me, I think Sam Darnold's talented. I think he's going to have success on the Panthers, but I don't think Zach Wilson. I don't think he was top ten worthy in my eyes. At best, maybe five and thirteen, whatever it is, five and twelve, because it's a seventeen game season now. 
And uh, there's a chance this team doesn't win any games, honestly. Oh, you think they can go winless for the whole season? There's a chance, man. You put Zach Wilson behind center the entire season with a defensive-minded head coach, yeah. I, I, I can definitely. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I think they're going to be the worst team. I think they're going to show signs of improvement. I think they're going to do better as far as defensively. Coach Robert, we'll see how he does the first-year head coach. Um, so it's, it's a lot up in the air for them right now. But uh, we're going to see how Zach does going into the season and um, if he can be that number one option as far as a franchise quarterback for them that Sam Donner couldn't. And like like you were saying, they didn't really put a lot around Sam Donner. They brought in Le'Veon. That didn't work out. Um, I think having Adam, Adam Gates as your head coach is not, not really helpful for your career either. So uh, we definitely going to see how hopefully Sam does the good where he goes in Carolina. And uh, we're going to see how Zach does in, under his new head coach with this new system. So we're not going to dwell on them. We're not going to beat up on the Jets any more longer for all my Jets fans out there. And one thing I wanted to say before I go on, like every other team, I'm going to talk about how Pro Football Focus has some rank overall. Pro Football Focus has the Jets ranked 30th as far as roster-wise. So they have a 30th ranked roster going into the season based on Pro Football Focus stats of last year. And their schedule is the 19th toughest schedule going into the season. So they have a really bad roster, and they have like a middle of a pack schedule. So we're going to see how that goes and um, goes for them. And they open up against Carolina on the road. So Sam, Sam Donald get to play his former team first game of the season at home. So we're going to see what Sam does against them. If they go out there and beat Sam up, or if Sam put up numbers on them and show them that he's better than what they thought he was. So we definitely want to see how that goes for week one going back. Um, Sam Donald playing his former team back at home where he is currently resigning at Carolina. So we'll move on to the second team that I have finishing third. And I actually have this team making the playoffs. So uh, it's going to be the Pats, New England Patriots, man. I got them finishing third in the conference. But I got them making the playoffs with a 10-7 record. So uh, I feel like they made a lot of moves this offseason. Of course, everybody knows. I mean, the biggest chip on Coach Belichick's shoulders that Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl. That's probably the one thing in the room for everybody that's in the New England um, organization in those buildings is that Tom Brady left and won a Super Bowl within one year. Not even a year. Just went there and won one that next season. So, But we can just talk about the biggest move they made. And just to talk about it again before we go on, Pro Football Focus has the New England Patriots ranked the 18th overall roster coming into the season and uh i think they have they have they tied for jets for the 19th um public schedule one the season so they kind of they have a little bit they have a way better roster of course 18th and 30th and they, they have the, like the same schedule wise as far as toughness and schedule they finished in 79 last year they had a um, musical they played musical chairs with the quarterback positions so we wasn't really sure on who was going to be the quarterback day in and day out because first they, before they got Cam, everybody saw Steel was the guy. Then Cam came in and Cam started. Then Cam got went down and Steel came in. In some games, Cam got benched because he was playing so bad after he came back from COVID. And it was a, a couple games last year that the Patriots lost by position. And a lot of games are one per position. So it's, you can say that about anybody. But it's some games they played against some teams that they really lost by, like, they could have easily won those games. So – just, just talk about the big moves they made. Of course, they drafted Mac Jones as quarterback in the first round. 
Uh, that's what that was their first overall pick for the New England Patriots. Was Mac Jones came from um, Alabama, so we're gonna see how he does. Uh, just to talk about the moves they made. Uh, they bought in, of course, they bought Cam back. Um, they spent one hundred and fifty nine million dollars this offseason, most ever for um, Bill Belichick, most overall for any team this offseason so far. What period that he's been the most overall? Um, but last year they had the most players opt out because of COVID as well. They have they had uh, Deontay Hightower and other players that opted out last year for COVID reasons because they didn't want to play, of course, because they want they didn't want to risk their families or they just didn't want to risk themselves. But coming back into the season, they have a top five offensive line. Um, they're still trying to get uh, Stephon Gilmore's contract situation under control, but I feel like he's going to be back. Um, Coach Coach Belichick is on a revenge tour to um, prove everybody wrong about him. And um, they bought in a lot of weapons for Cam to throw to. Or Mac Jones, whoever may get the start. But I think Cam's going to start it out, and Mac Jones may ease his way in there into next season. But uh, they bought a lot of receiving options in. They bought uh, Nelson Aguilar. They bought in Hunt, um, Hunter Henry uh, Smith from uh, Tennessee, the tight um, tight end. Um, they bought in um, uh, Jacoby Myers. He's coming back. He had a, he he had a lot of good chemistry with Cam last in Jacoby Myers. So they got they got, they have no true number one. Of course, it's no true number one. It's no really. I mean, some people may say they only have a true number two. Nelson Aligor did have a good season with the Las Vegas. Raiders last season, but he did have a horrible season year before that with the Philadelphia 70, um, seventy six, the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. So we're gonna see how he does going into this season with uh, the Patriots, and we will see what what happens with Bill Belichick and the rest of the roster. But um, before I delve into any more about that team, um, I just wanted you to say what you think about the the Patriots coming into the season, uh, Ethan. Yeah, like you said, Bills on a Bills on a revenge tour. I've always been a Belichick fan, you know, man of few words, but he comes out there and he does his job and he does it amazing. The best coach of all time. And, you know, like you said, the most money spent this offseason, John New Smith, Hunter Henry, and I don't know if you remember or not. Now, this was with Tom Brady behind center, but they ran the two tight end set with Gronk and Martellus Bennett amazingly. Uh, I think it was the year they beat the – it was the year before they lost to the Eagles. I don't remember who they beat that year. But uh, they they ran that two tight end set to a T, and it was just working perfectly for them. Also, another huge piece that I think they brought in on defense, Matthew Judon from the Ravens. That dude is a beast in the front seven. You can use him on the edge. You can throw him a D tackle. You can uh, drop him back into coverage. He's an all-around great player. I think that was a massive pickup. Matthew Judon is one of those underrated players in the league, in my opinion. Uh, Jalen Mills, you know, he had his days back in uh, in Philadelphia, back when they made the Super Bowl. He was that lockdown corner for them. And uh, he's, you know, I, I always say, in my opinion, if a player does amazing, like he's always a standout player and they kind of fall off, they always have that potential to come back up to where they were. That doesn't mean they will, but they always have that potential because they once played at that level. They once played at that level, and they have the knowledge and skills to play at that level. Another player they brought back, Kyle Van Noy. Van Noy left for a year, went to Miami, uh, was the captain of that Miami defense, and then the Patriots just signed him right back. So, and Van Noy's a seasoned Patriot, season Bill Belichick product, and uh, just a great, smart pass coverage linebacker. 
one thing that does concern me for them is they traded away Marcus Cannon, their right tackle, one of the better right tackles in the league, and uh, Joe Thune left in uh, free agency. So that's two key pieces of that offensive line that they lost, which kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, but draft, I do not, and it's just because I've seen what's happened before, I do not like Mac Jones. Simply because, tell me the top five, or the last five pocket passer quarterbacks drafted Alabama, and tell me how well they succeeded in the NFL. Hmm. Now, Tua, Tua, he's different. What were you saying? No, I'm saying I agree with you. Like, it's not a lot of them. <laughs> it's not, not a yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a lot of them. Uh, but I, I just don't think Mac Jones is, you know, he's got that, you know, kind of big boy, doesn't run a lot build, kind of like Tom Brady. So I guess, you know, the build check can turn anybody into anything. So I wouldn't count him out right now. Uh, a second round pick, they also picked up Christian Barmore, D-tackle. I think he came out of Alabama as well. Uh, he fell all the way to them in the second round. I, I had him being a first-round pick. They got him in the second round. That was a huge pickup to bring up to their front seven. Uh, but as far as their record-wise, I feel bad for him because looking at the schedule on paper, this is a very tough schedule. So you get past the first five weeks. They maybe, maybe win three games, you know, maybe feeling kind of good. All right, they got the Cowboys – Chargers, Browns, Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills again. Uh, Got to face the Dolphins twice. That's nine losses right there that I don't see them taking. Uh, I have them going seven and ten. I don't have them making the playoffs simply because this is what I see happen. They get through the first five or six games. Cam isn't performing as well as he could be. They're ready to throw in Mac Jones. Mac Jones gets thrown in at that meat of the schedule where it's going to be – they're playing against very, very tough defenses, and he's just going to crumble. And I see them at their worst going 5-12, and 12, at their best 10-7, and 7, but I see them going 7-10 and 10 over the year. Just, and I feel bad for them. You know, they made this great run in the offseason, had an incredible offseason – but they have a tough, tough, tough schedule. And so I just – I don't see them as, – as much as I love Bill, I don't see them making the playoffs this year. I, see, I got them going 10-7 and seven mainly because I look at their schedule. So they opened up against Miami. I think they can beat Miami first game because one reason before one reason before that is because when you give Bill Belichick time to prepare, he usually beats the team. Like you give him like a week, like coming off a bye week, Bill has a – amazing record or going into the playoffs coming off of by sometimes on his Super Bowl record mainly. And of course of course we can't leave out the biggest fact that he had Tom Brady for majority, if not all those games. So the greatest quarterback of all yeah. time. So yes, but Bill Belichick it's a game where he's a he's a planner. So I feel like he can he can beat Miami coming in week one. I feel like he can beat the Jets. I'm not a believer in the Saints right now, especially with uh Mike T going down without Drew Reed for the first year. It's going to be tough. And then he has his revenge game against Tom. Um, that's going to be a tough game, but I feel like he can win that game. I feel like he's not going to – he's not – he's going to – he's going to focus all his energy to make sure he wins that game. So that's 
that's one, two, three, four games right now. They're going to Houston. I don't see Houston being that good of a team without Deshaun, so I feel like they can win that game. Dallas, I, that'll be their first L. But I feel like I feel like they can open the season honestly as five and zero. In my opinion, I feel like the Patriots open open the season five and zero. Then once they open the season five and zero, then they go start losing a couple games. Like you said, they got Dallas, they got the Chargers, they got uh, Cleveland, they got they got to go to Atlanta, they got Tennessee, they got to go to Buffalo. Of course, they they split games with Buffalo. They got to go to Indianapolis. So those are going to be a lot of tough games. But I feel like the first half of the season is going to be really good for the Patriots. Um, they, the, most of their toughest opponents are on the other half of the season. So, like, from week one to week eight, nine, I feel like they may only lose two games, honestly. I feel like they may go, in, go into the um, going into their bye. They got a late bye. They got their bye time to the 14, um, week 14. So that's, that's good for them to get rest, but it's like a long – road to get there so coming off the um going into midway point of the season though i feel like they can go into midway point of the season with only two losses and i can't really see no team on the other side of the schedule that can really give them a run the only thing that i worry about is can cam's shoulder last a season like every season this um cam's shoulder because he's dealing with this injury because he's dealing with that injury because he's uh it's every it's something this past season was COVID, and then what's his shoulder like can he can Cam? Cause I, I feel like this is it for Cam. You know, honestly, I feel like if he if if it doesn't work this season, honestly, I feel like I feel like maybe his last run as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I don't think a team may want to. I don't think a team is going to want to bring him in as a backup. Um, I'm somebody may prove me wrong because he had other he had plenty of other quarterbacks that were good at one point. They end up being they turn into backups and kind of real like. Brought their career back. Kurt Warner to be one. My favorite quarterback of all time. So I just feel like this is it for Cam if he doesn't get it right this season with the um Patriots. And I feel like his 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 NFL career is on the line. I mean, he made plenty of money. He does a lot off the field, so he makes money. So the money's not an issue for him, obviously, because he's signing these small contracts with the Patriots. But uh I, I feel like they can they can go ten to seven, make the playoffs. Um they have a good roster, they have a, a good O line. And um, they had a lot of players opt out last year from COVID that's returning, and they they spent a lot of money. And, and so my biggest thing is if they if they go into this season right and they finish how you say they're going to finish, Robert Kraft may start looking at Bill Belichick in a different light. <laughs> it, it it might come down to the point where not saying he's going to fire him, but he may want to bring in somebody to play that GM role because if he went into this season. Spent all that money this off season. Came into the season, came had all your players come back from COVID, and you still had a worse record than you had the year prior. Before spending all that money, before having those players opt out, before getting your quarterback in the draft, that's going to be a bad look towards Belichick. And um, and I respect Belichick just like the just like the next man, and I think he's the the um the goat as far as coaching. It's not the number one, top three for sure at the least. So at minimum, so um. That's going to be tough to see Bill Belichick have a losing season again after spending all that money and having all his players come back um, to come into the season and have a worse record than he did the prior year. It's going to, it's going to, it's not going to look good for Belichick, especially after Tom Brady won the championship, and especially after you kicked him out of town, like you wanted him gone. You tried to get rid of him when, he, when Jimmy G was there and Robert Kraft put a um, pin in it. Then you got your wish and he, he went he went away. And it's already looking – I ain't going to say it looked bad for Belichick, but it's, it definitely looks – it doesn't look good that Tom Brady won one championship this first year. So if he come back next year as the favorite, Tom Brady is – I'm talking about come back next year as the favorite 
and go back there and win it again two in two years and the two years that he's been going away from you you missed the playoffs both year and had a sub 500 record that would not look good for Bill Belichick may start looking into retirement if that happens <laughs> like like you said you know if if anybody can do it it's Bill I will never ever ever count out Bill Belichick in anything just because that is one of the greatest football minds of all time yeah yeah one of the greatest honestly honestly when he was with the Giants of course I wasn't watching football yet I don't think I was alive but he was just giant, just doing my history about it. Um, he had some good years. He went to Cleveland, wasn't the best, but he, once he got picked up by the Patriots and got Tom Brady, got Robert Kraft behind him. It's been history ever since. But yeah, I got them finishing ten and seven. So Ethan has them not making the playoffs. At, you said seven and ten, right? Seven and ten. Yeah. All right, great. So we're kind of reverse. So it's gonna go yeah. to my third team. This is gonna be my. I know I said the Patriots are my surprise team. But this is not my surprise thing because I actually picked them to make the playoffs last year, and they came a game short. I was so upset. I was like, man, I was so sure they were going to make the playoffs. I picked the Miami Heat to make – not the Miami Heat. Basketball is on my mind. NBA is over. Miami Dolphins <laughs> uh, to make the playoffs last season, and they came up a game short about making it. Um, and they actually finished with uh, – uh, they won 10 games, though. So, they, like I said, they had they had a good season. So, you can't be mad at the season they had. And that's my next team, which is the my – Miami Dolphins, y'all. That's gonna be my third team. Um, like I was saying, last season they finished the year ten to six. They had Brian Flores. He came in and revamped the whole system. And the year before last season, you can tell that they was going in the right direction with Coach Brian. That he was bringing them to the right direction, and he and it kind of came into fruition the season after that when they get ten to six. So this season, I'm picking them to make the playoffs. Um, I, I got them finishing second in the division. Um, going eleven and six. Overall, um, the biggest question for them is two of the man. It's two of the guy that y'all think two is. So um, is he going to be? Is he going to be that guy to step in and turn into a franchise quarterback? Before he went down in college, people were picking him to be number one quarterback overall, even over Joe Burrow. Some people were still saying that if Tua didn't get hurt, he probably would have went number one overall over Joe. But he went down. Joe emerged as the Heisman winner national championship, probably one of the greatest college quarterback seasons of all time. And he ended up being that guy. And Tua still went high in the draft. And he went in the first round, top 10 pick, top five pick. So he still went high in the draft. So ain't like he just fell off the map. So it's just the fact that is he that guy? Like a lot of people were saying the Miami should have took a quarterback this this past draft. Instead, they took Jalen Waddle. And honestly, I was surprised at the Jaden Waddle pick because I thought they were going to take D. Smith um, out of Alabama. Both are Alabama wide receivers. That just shows you how deep their roster is every year. But um, instead, they took they took Jaden Waddle and over D. Smith, um, the Heisman winner, D. Smith. Um, and I, I I was kind of shocked at that. Honestly, I was shocked at that. But um, we're gonna see how he does. They 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 bought him. I mean, he has talent there and an option at the wide receiver option. The biggest thing with Tua is going to be his the O line. The O line is very young. Um, they're going to need time to, to mush, come together, and protect him. He's an undersized quarterback. He does run. He does. He does. He's mobile. He's, do, he's a dual threat. But it's just, you know, what I'm saying you just never know what you'll get out of Tua right now because people were saying they should move on from him. Um, he couldn't stay healthy. 
Um, he was coming back after getting hurt in college, and now that was his first full year last year. Um, and some people last year were saying they should have stuck with Ryan Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald, Fitzpatrick for the whole season, but instead they went back to tour. So it's going to be tough. Uh, they got they have a good cornerback core, though. Um, Xavier Howard, he was – some people thought he should have won defensive player of the year last year. I wasn't one of those people. But a lot of people thought he should have won defensive player of the year. He had an amazing um, – year at cornerback and some people see him as a better cornerback than Jalen Ramsey. Is it Jalen or Xavier or Xavier and Ramsey? It's like Howard and Ramsey are back to back right now. Um I take Jalen right now. Howard had to show me at least another year at, at that level before I pick him over Jalen, but he had an amazing year. And they still got Byron Jones on the other side. So they got them two coming at you. Like I said they got an old uh, uh, a young O line and um my biggest surprise, my biggest takeaway is, is Tua going to be the guy for them? And I was kind of surprised that they took Jalen over D. Smith in the, in the draft. But uh, what do you think about the Miami Miami Dolphins overall? Like you said, the biggest question coming into this year is, is, is Tua the guy? Uh, I think he is. You know, I think – I don't even think he's had a healthy season yet. And people need to give him that chance, you know. Uh He's got the, the the legs to run around in the game that's changing today, and the dual-threat dual quarterback is the, the way the game is going. Uh, he's got the arm talent. You know, he's got the IQ. Uh, he's a lefty, which I think just automatically throws defenses off just because I think he's the only lefty quarterback in the league. Uh, but I think, too, as a guy, you know, I think he'll go out there and he'll win double-digit games, and he'll bring the Dolphins to the playoffs this year. And it's just he has to have the healthy season. And like you said, the biggest question, that young O-line, too, uh, if he can keep Tua healthy. You know, if they can't do that, Tua can't live up to his full potential, that hurts Tua more than it does anybody else because he doesn't get that chance to show what he is healthy. But uh, I think their biggest uh, bring-in for the season, uh, offseason, was Will Fuller, or the, the biggest notable one. They signed this man to a five-year deal. Uh, big time money. I don't know exactly how much it was. Uh, at least 130, 140 million. Uh, Will Fuller, you know, had success. Uh, I loved, absolutely loved Fuller coming out the draft. Had success in Houston with uh, Deshaun being his quarterback. Uh, towards ACL, his sophomore year, I believe. So he's coming off that. You know, that always holds people back from being their greatest potential. Uh, and I thought they were going to stick to him about being that number one wide receiver. Uh, but then they took Waddle in the draft. And uh, I did not think they were going to take Waddle. Like you said, I thought they were going to take D. Smith. I think D. Smith is the better of those two. And uh, But Waddle's, man, in today's game, speed kills, bro. Tyree kills. He's, he's, he's a Tyree Kill-esque player. You know, he, he went out there. He, he's just going to run past all your safeties, all your corners. Two is going to throw a bomb. Touchdown. Now, that size will come into question, you know. Can he get in there and make those tight catches? He doesn't have the great greatest hands in the world. Uh, but I would have taken D. Smith in that spot. But you really couldn't have gone wrong with either one. You know, they're still both – they were supposed, both supposed to be top ten picks, and they both went in the top ten. And just, uh, but you know, Waddle's a he's, he's a boomer bust guy. He's a 
he's going to go out there and he's going to burn everybody. He's going to be the next Tyree Kill. Or, you know, we just got another guy that's got a couple big plays every week and you just throw him in there with the rest of the receiving core. Uh, another couple names they brought in was Jason McCourty and Malcolm Brown. To no, that that was Malcolm Brown, the defensive tackle, not the corner. I, I started to speak, but uh, they brought Malcolm down, Malcolm, Malcolm Brown in to beef up that front seven, and then Jason McCourty, you know, played for Bill Belichick for all those years. The brothers Devin McCourty, you know, great veteran player that they could bring in to already a great cornerback core and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. And as a Cowboy fan, it hurt a lot to watch Byron Jones leave and take a six-year deal to Miami a couple years ago. But uh, what you were saying about Howard, I actually have him as the third-best corner. I got Ramsey, Jair Alexander, and then Xavier Howard. Now, Alexander for the Packers doesn't have all the interception numbers that Howard will, and, uh, you know, he's not that big-time player. Because simply teams don't throw to him. Teams will not throw to him. He, they, like – this is just – I don't have any numbers in front of me because this is just something I thought of. But uh, he's an extremely underweighted corner just because, like, he doesn't get those interception numbers, so he doesn't pop up in the interception leaders at the end of the year, the draws that all the casual fans go and look at. Teams won't throw to him. You know, he doesn't allow catches. He doesn't allow – hell, he doesn't allow people to get open. Uh, but, again, Xavier Howard still <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with having the third-best corner in the league. Going to go if you throw a ball to him, he's going to catch it, he's going to take it the other way. Uh, but as far as season prediction wise, I got them going 10 7. Uh, I got them making the wild card, uh, at their worst, maybe eight and nine. You know, they could drop a couple games in there just because you know that'll aligns arguably the most important part of the game. And if your O-line's not missing, that can destroy a team. And so, but I think I got them going 10 and 7. You know, they can go out there and make the playoffs. I think it's time for two to go out there, win those games, that defense, step up, carry the team. And, yeah, I got them making the playoffs. I got them making the wild card, uh, going 10 and 7 on the season. Okay, I can see. I mean, we both got them in the playoffs. I just got them one game higher than you. Both got them at the same spot, though, as far as second in um, AFC East. One thing though, you you gave you gave Will Phillips too much money. He uh he signed one he signed one year ten mil. He did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Phillips he signed one year ten mil with the Miami uh, Dolphins. Yeah, only reason I know. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Only reason I know honestly is though because he played for the Texans. That's my team. So yeah, yeah. He played for he played for the Texans. I remember when they was talking about trading him on um, one season. Uh, Deshaun was he got upset. He was like, "Yeah, y'all trade him, I'm leaving." He's I mean, he want to leave anyway, but yeah, that was like that's the only reason I keep up with him. And he had an injury last season, so he's coming off that, and he's going into this uh, this season now. As uh, um, he, he's not the number one option. He's going to be like a deep threat option. I mean, the number one option. They still got the uh, Devonte Parker, who had who had a okay season last year. He had quarterback play was all over the place, so he finished with uh, last season sixty three receptions, seven hundred and ninety three yards. And four touchdowns. The year prior, that was his best season in his career. He had uh, he had seventy two receptions, um, one thousand two hundred and two yards, and nine touchdowns. So that was his best year. He's going into this year, and we're going to see how he does. Uh, he's still young. Him and Will are both around the same age, like twenty seven. Um, they can both be like veteran veteran mentors for uh 
for uh, Waddle coming in um, as their as their, their speedster. And also, uh, Will, Will was a speedster for us. I'm, when he played for us, that, that's kind of what he was, that outside threat, get deep. So we're going to see how he does. But they, they got it. They got Will, Will Devontae, and they got Jalen. So we're going to see how they does with them. And the tight end, Mike, of course, he, he had a good season. We're gonna see, hopefully he has a better season this year with them. And um, – has a breakout season, finishes like a top 10, top, hopefully breaks that top five. He, he actually had a really good season overall that tight end, uh, what well, as far as tight end wise, because, uh, he, uh, he was kind of underrated. A lot of, not a lot of people talked about him. He was only in his third season last season, last year. He finished, he finished the year with 53 receptions, 703 yards, and six touchdowns. So that, that was his best year. We're going to see how he does this year. Um, like he's young too. He's on. He's only twenty five, so he's a young man too. So we're gonna see how they do. They have a lot of options as far as receiver. Uh, I don't think they have like a true true number one. I don't see Devontae as a true true number one. He could be that good a good option though. Uh, when I when I think a true true number one, I'm talking about play wide receivers like top ten, top fifteen. Um, I know ESPN just released their top ten wide receivers this past week or so, or recently, and um. People don't really think of Devontae as that, so that's why I say I don't see him as a true true no more. But he can be that good option with the other options they got. Uh, they can definitely open it up for them to have a good season. The main thing is, uh, can Tua stay healthy? Can he be that be that guy for them? And can their O line protect him long enough for him to get the ball off? Um, that's gonna be the biggest thing for them. But we're gonna move on to the last team, so it's no surprise here about who we, who we both have number one. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a big I'm not a big Buffalo Bills fan. I'm not, I'm not gonna hold my bias against them. I still got them finishing twelve. I got them finishing twelve and five. So they're gonna have a good season, of course. And um they're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna win the division. Uh I don't have them finishing first overall in the conference though. Of course I reserve that right for the uh I'm not gonna say who yet, but it's gonna either be the Browns or the Chiefs gonna finish number one overall. So I don't I don't have them finishing number one overall, but I definitely have them having an amazing season coming into this year, um, making the playoffs, having their first game at home, of course. And um, we're going to see how it goes from there. So the biggest question for them, the biggest question mark for them is going to be their running back position. They don't really have a, a true number one on uh, a, new, a true running back that's going to put up numbers for them overall. Their, their running back position is their weakest position on their uh, offensive side. They have a good offensive line. They have a they have a true true number one in Stephon Diggs. He probably had the best receiving stat wise, but uh, statistical year overall. Everybody last year, uh, Stephon Diggs, he had an amazing year, and they still got some other um, pieces around him. So they they bought in Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders played pretty well at the, at the number two position. Obviously, Mike Thomas in New Orleans last year, so he, he now he's going to Buffalo to be that be that for them. They still got Cole Beasley. Um, so I'm gonna see how that how that goes. Uh, the biggest the biggest threat to them, their biggest opponent, their biggest op to them is the Chiefs. I mean, we can, we can talk. We can't. It's no two ways to split it. They're they're only they're they got their eyes on the Chiefs. I mean, they don't want to take their eyes off their opponents they're playing. But every game when they finish a game when they get into lock, they they probably looking to see what the Chiefs did. But that's still gonna be their biggest threat. Uh, they 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 part in a defense um. Defensive end Gregory, um, he's we're gonna see how he, he does with the first pick overall. And he 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 opted out his last year in college because of COVID. But the year prior to that, he had an amazing year. He had 
15 and a half sackles, tackles and 14 uh, T- TFL. So that's about almost 30 tackles behind the line of scrimmage. So he had an amazing year. And um, they had they got they actually got another DN in the second round. It's going to be uh, Carlos Jr. So we're going to see how they do. So, yeah, their biggest threat, of course, after every game is going to be the Chiefs. They're going to look and see what the Chiefs did. Um, but they have to focus on what they need at the end of the day. And um, I know I said offensively their biggest question mark is running back. But defensively their biggest question mark is going to be cornerback. So they got they got uh, Baker Shaq, Davis White. Top three, top five. I'm not sure where everybody has him, but he's especially a top five cornerback in the NFL. But who's there to help him? That's going to be the biggest question. Who's going to be there to help him? That's when they're going to need. They got they they brought in more offensive help on a receivers, but they didn't really bring in much to help uh, Trey. So we're going to see how that goes for them. I got them going 12 and five. Um, just one game back from what they did last season. They finished last season at 13 and three. So Duck got them going 12 and five. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, Ethan, what you think about the Bills overall? 12 and 5 is the understatement of the year, good sir. Um, I got them going 14 and 3. I got them being the second best team in the AFC. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last time we did this, we talked about where Julio might land and Buffalo had brought up. And you had said you weren't exactly sold on Josh Allen coming in in his young years. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna hold yeah, that bias right. against you when you say that. But I think twelve and five is the absolute <laughs> worst they do this year. I think the Bills I think Josh Allen just gets better. I think he solidifies himself as the second best quarterback this year. Cole Beasley had a thousand yard season last year, of course left the Cowboys, went to them, went off. <laughs> Our look, but Kobe's uh, is a maybe one of the best uh, second secondary options uh, in the league, and uh, like you said about the running back position was their biggest uh, question mark. Uh, I saw them taking a running back in the draft. They didn't, but what they did do is bring in Matt Breida. And as someone who had Devin Singletary on their fantasy team last year, I can definitely tell you he is not the option. Um, but I do think that Brita and Singletary can do just enough to carry the load to share it and uh, just give them, you know, 120 yards per game combined on the ground, just enough to enough to respect the run game and uh, leave Josh Allen that space to go out and absolutely sling the ball down the field. Uh, you had mentioned Gregory Russo, their draft, uh, their draft pick. That was my steal in the first round. Him and Justin Fields. But Russo falling to 28 or 29, wherever they drafted, was insane. He was projected like top 15 pick a month before the draft. And uh, I'm not exactly sure what fell off. I think it was his year that he held out for COVID because he didn't play this year. But uh, Russo was an absolute beast for Miami. And I think he's going to be – the old Jerry Hughes of that defense. I think Jerry Hughes is still playing for them. But uh, Jerry, Jerry Hughes used to be an insane defensive end for them back before, you know, Josh Allen and all them came in. I think he has that potential to be a top 15 edge rusher in the league. Um, 
like you said, they re-signed Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde's one of the most versatile safeties in the league. I'm really sold on Micah Hyde. I love Micah Hyde. Uh, Tredavious White, I got him as the number four corner. You know, again, another guy that doesn't get thrown to a lot, doesn't get those interception numbers because he's just going to lock you down. Uh, but, yeah, at the worst, I got them going 12-5. and five. At their best, absolute best, like 15-2 and two and getting the one seed. But, yeah, I got them going 14-3, and three. Uh, get, going out and getting the two seed in the AFC, fighting it out with the Chiefs. And what's, I'm, I think this is going to be the highest scoring AFC championship game ever with these two insane offenses. But, uh, yeah, I think I think the Bills are Bills are going to be tough, 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 tough team to beat this year. Okay. So, call me on my, on my Bills bias. Mm-hmm. I said that, I said at the beginning, like, I, I'm not the biggest Buffalo Bills fan. I, I'm not sure what they ever did to me. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm not the biggest one. I actually picked them to not make the playoff last oh season, which was a ridiculous yeah, it was a ridiculous take. It was, I was swinging for the fences with one of my hot takes, and I was way off with it. But now I'm a, I'm a believer in them. Like I said, even though I have my own bias to get them, I'm a believer in them. I got them finishing first in their division. Um, in the conference, I got them finishing top three. Um, I'm not sure if they're building. I'm not sure if they're building the Cleveland Browns. I'm not sure if they're, I'm, I'm not sure if they're building the Chiefs. So I got them finishing top three for sure. A uh, Russo, like you said, was a steal. I said it too. He was a steal of the draft. For them to get, they get him so late after having such an amazing season before he opted out. He, uh, he opted out there last year in Miami, and a year prior to that, before he opted out when he was in Miami, like I said, he had 15 and a half sacks, 14 TDA, TFLs. The guy was amazing, so he easily could have went in the top ten. I'm not him opting out hurt his uh, draft stock in the fall, but them picking up is going to be amazing for them because they already got Ed Oliver over there at. Uh, at D tackle, so that's going to be good for them. And um, they have they have Tremont Edmond at uh, middle linebacker. It's time to pay him. He, he's part of that 2018 draft class that's deep as hell. So it's time to pay him. So they're going to have to pay him um, some money, Tremont Edmond. Um, he was he, he came in very young. He came in very young. So now he's he's going to like third his third fourth season. Um, they, they of course they keep their their old reliable player Levi Wallace. Um, still at cornerback, still playing for them. Been there for years. Hasn't got a long time deal yet, but they still keep him there every year. So uh, he's going to be that cornerback. You know? But I don't really see nobody else really helping Tredavious on that uh, secondary. That it just really just going to make me feel like that's, they're going to be that guy. They got uh, Makai uh, High. We're going to see how he does at free safety. And like I said, I, nobody really just is blowing me away outside of Tredavious. Um, so they said so that the, the, the players down in the trenches is going to be their best. Their middle linebackers, um, like I said, Edmund, it's going to be amazing for them. Um, We'll see how A. Oliver does. Um, we're gonna see what uh, Gregory does uh, when he comes in. We're just gonna see what that defense does. The offense is pretty set. Like um, it's not really much you can say about the offense that's uh, that's gonna make you feel like they're not gonna be top five in the NFL as far as offensively. Um, uh, like I said, the only thing that makes me nervous is their is their running back. Um, they bring it back Zach uh, Singletary. We're gonna see how he does. Last season he didn't have a Amazing year. He uh, he only went for six hundred and eighty-seven yards, two touchdowns. So he uh, on the ground. That's what I'm talking about. So he, I don't really see much out of him. Like you said, they bought in some more. So we're gonna see how that goes with them. They they bring in Stephon Diggs. One thing about Stephon Diggs that I did like is that after the two after not the Super Bowl after they lost the championship, 
the AFC Championship, he stood on the field and watched the uh, Chiefs celebrate. Oh, um, yeah. It's kind of like stuck. Like he want, he wanted that burned image in his mind about where he want to be next season. So we're gonna see that that give him motivation to come out next season. He he has, like I said, he has statistically one of the best years as far as wide receiver. He went for fifteen hundred yards and eight touchdowns. So he he went crazy. He had a um, he had one hundred and twenty seven receptions. So he did his thing. Um, you can't. You can't knock him what he did. And that's his third year in a row where he had over a thousand yards. Of course, before he got over there, he was playing for um, the Vikings. He had a thousand yards when he was with them. He's yet to crack that that ten mark as far as touchdowns. So that's why I don't really. Not, that, that's not the sole reason why I don't have him as a top. Um, as my top receiver, my favorite, my top, my top and favorite receiver is DeAndre Hopkins. And after that, I just got everybody else, like Julio and the rest of everybody. But uh, Diggs is definitely up there. We'll see how he does. But, um, yeah, man, um, we both kind of got that in the AFC East going the exact same way. The biggest thing, though, is that uh, I have three teams out of there making the playoffs. You only have two. Um, you don't have the Patriots making that. You actually have the Patriots finishing um, below 500, which is I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised. I thought, I thought you were uh, – I thought you liked Cam and liked Belichick, man. I was, I was kind of surprised at that. I did like Cam. I, I mean, I, so my first year watching football was 2015. Cam's Superman year. You know, uh, he's the reason, like, I started watching football. And I was a Panthers bandwagon that year before I realized, you know, I'm from Dallas and need to be a Cowboys fan. And, uh, you know, I love Cam. I always will love Cam. But, you know, some people's time ends early, you know. That shoulder is the most important part of a quarterback. And uh, he gets injured and injured again and injured again. You just think, you know, it's maybe time to hang him up. And he'll go out there and he'll win games for him. Uh, I just don't think he'll win enough to keep the starting spot by the end of the year just because they took a first-round draft pick quarterback in Mac Jones. And uh, But, you know, like I said earlier, too, if anybody can do it, it's Bill Belichick. Never count that old man out. <laughs> I agree 100%, man. You can never count old Bill out, man. Greatest coach in the NFL right now, dog. Top three all time, easily. Easily. Some people got him top one. I wouldn't argue. But, yeah, man, uh, amazing episode. Amazing episode. Real talk. Uh, AFC East is going to be an interesting uh, division this whole season. Like I said, it's a lot of wild cards that's in there. Like the the Bills is kind of like, yeah, we know they're gonna do their thing, but then you got the Miami and you got the pay the Pats, the Patriots. So you just never know. So it's gonna be an interesting season. Um, overall, I got I got the Bills, Pats, and Miami making the playoffs. I know you only have uh, the Bills and Miami, so it should be interesting season, man. Um, some big headlines coming into this year, and we're gonna see how it goes and plays out. Because uh, the AFC East is a very interesting division, and it was the the, the conference, the division, the NFL. We be honest, that time owned, um, but that was his old stumping grounds. And now it's a new sheriff in town. So who's going to be that team to step up and and take the range for the next ten years? This is going to be the Bills and Josh Allen that take that over and run the a- uh, AFC East. Or is Bill Reigns not over yet? Is he still going to come back and do his thing? 
um, it's Miami where Brian Flores and two are going to step up and take the range and, and run it. Or it's just going to be a rotating door every year. Every year it's going to be somebody different. You just never know. It, only thing we do know is that the Patriots don't have a, a chokehold on it like Lil Wayne did in the early 2010s, <laughs> like Lil Wayne. Like he, uh, we just know that Bill don't got that chokehold on the AFC East anymore. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely see. But that's gonna be it for us, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. As always, make sure you like, follow, share, listen. Um, appreciate everybody that has been listening. Everybody to reach out, man. I, I honestly appreciate it all, dog. It, 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 if it's just one person or ten people or hundred, I appreciate it. So, and everybody listen, it's all love. It's all love. Uh, it's all love. Real talk, Ethan. You got anything to say before we close out? Uh, I just appreciate it, man. Uh, everybody's listening. Like, share, follow. Tell your nephew. Tell your brother. Tell your buds. I, I I know everybody. I know you and your boys debate football, debate basketball. So, go up there. You, you drive. You got a long drive to work. Play this thing. You got a road trip with the boys? Play this. Open Stride Podcast. I'm telling you, bro. Share, follow, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever, man. <laughs> Thank you, Ethan, for that. Thank you, Ethan, for that. I, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate y'all heard it. Y'all heard what he said, man. Follow your rules, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's get it. So this will be it for us. Catch y'all on the next episode of my um, Open Stride NFL preview for the upcoming season, the 2021-2022 season. So, um, stay tuned for the next couple episodes. We still got more uh, divisions and conferences to talk about players, all kinds of stuff. Stay tuned, man. Thank y'all for listening. Peace.